The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Well, it's been a long time. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Counter Trade Podcast. We're back after taking about a month off to regroup before NFL training camp kicks off. And here we are, the officially starting NFL training camp. We're about a week in for the Washington Redskins. And we wanted to wait a little bit before we got going, get camp underway, find out if there were any moves and things that happened. And, of course, obviously there were some moves and some news that uh, came through the pipeline for the Washington Redskins as they get ready for their open preseason opener here in about a week or so. And uh, we got our actually our first preseason football game because football is actually back. It's back Thursday. Uh, that would be today, August 1st, with the Hall of Fame game. So we got football back, uh, but we got a lot to get to. We've got a lot of cover here on this podcast this week. Uh, we got some exciting things coming up, uh, coming down the pipeline we're working on for the season. Uh, one thing we're working on is actually a film breakdown. Uh, I'm working with or in communications with a ex, a former college football coach, where uh, he and I, we've known each other for a very long time, uh, both played in college and uh, we're actually going to sit down together and uh, break down some film, break down some tape of, of uh, each week's Redskins games and uh, find some things that we liked, disliked, and things that we think the Skins can improve on uh, going into the next week. And then obviously we'll take a look ahead at the next week's matchup. Uh, but that's down the line. That's from when the regular season starts. Obviously, we're still in preseason. We're still in training camp. A lot of things going on with the Washington Redskins. Obviously, the biggest story right now is the Trent Williams news. Uh, Trent Williams holding out at this moment um, for a lot of various different reasons. Uh, at first, we heard it was a co- some contract disputes, uh, but it, it's that seems to be um, the the lesser of the, the issues now with Trent. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of rumors going around. you got to give Jason Locke and Forrest some credit. Uh, JLC came out with the news, I guess, probably about uh, three weeks ago where he... Th- basically made it clear that Trent Williams was going to hold out of camp uh, for medical issues. He was disappointed with the way the Redskins handled a medical issue where he had a growth on his head uh, last season. Uh, it was a, a tumor. Um, he eventually, thank, thank goodness for him, got it taken care of. But obviously the fact that the organization missed that and was more concerned about him being on the field 
has left a sour taste in his mouth. So Trent, very upset about that. Jason Lockenfora reporting on that a couple weeks ago. Uh, Paul Connor uh, today uh, coming out on Twitter with a report that Trent uh, was extremely upset about that. Uh, Paul Connor came out with that report, uh, said it was you know had had a lot to do with that. Um, and that Trent was extremely disappointed in the organization and, and in no uncertain terms basically said either get rid of the training staff or you're going to get rid of me. So that leaves the Redskins in, in the tough position now as uh, that where they're in, uh, where they have a uh, Pro Bowl left tackle, uh, one of the best tackles in all of football, basically holding out and a quarterback situation that needs uh, that left tackle, that needs that Pro Bowler, especially if Dwayne Haskins um, is going to end up playing early in the season. You obviously want to make sure that his blind side um, is protected by one of the best in the league. So Washington finds themselves now uh, with their backs up against the wall and figuring out how they're going to handle this Trent Williams situation. Uh, Trent, I think a little bit of extra money, some length on his contract might do him some, uh, might sweeten the pot a little bit, might make him more enticing to come back. Uh, but obviously he's still disappointed. And you know what? I didn't like for it to get to this point, but here we are. And I think the Redskins need to actually start exploring trade possibilities. I don't think you're going to actually get the um, max value that you had hoped or, or max value that probably uh, would be be in turn if he wasn't in a holdout situation and if it wasn't one of these they go or I go situations um, but if you're if you can get a second or a third round pick um, at this point you almost have to take it um, if that ends up being the case especially if he's going to say look no on, on no uncertain terms is any money going to make me want to stay here in in Washington so that brings us to the offensive line situation now uh, Redskins went out and brought in um, offensive tackle Donald Penn a former pro bowler and uh, Penn, obviously, at 36 years old, is on the back half of his career and had a really down year in uh, 2018 with the Oakland Raiders. Was not very good. Uh, pro Football Focus had him ranked at the very bottom of offensive lines that they've ranked all season long. But I want to give I want to go back to Penn just a little bit here. Uh, last season, he played right tackle. He'd been primarily a left tackle his entire career. He played some right tackle last year and really struggled. Uh, this year now with Washington, he's he, working on uh, in the left tackle position to replace Trent. Uh, he did do some offseason work with right tackle position. And he readily admitted when he first signed here in D.C. earlier in the week that he struggled with the switch. And uh, that's not really uncommon. This is not like uh, Madden football where you could take, you know, a, a 90 overall rated guy or an 80 overall rated guy and flop him to the other side of the field and, th- you know, and he'll hold his own. There's so much that goes into playing the offensive line position and the side in which you play, there's little idiosyncrasies that go into it. You know, your footwork is a little bit different. Think about it. If you're a left tackle, you know, your first step might be with your, uh, depending on the play, your, you know, your right inside foot. Well, flip that on the other side. Now you've got to do that with the left inside foot. And there's a thinking process that Penn probably went through quite a bit. I know he's a professional. We expect professionals to, um, handle the position that they're put in, but in no certain turns, that, that was a difficult switch for him, and he said he struggled with it. Being able to, you know, go from being a left tackle his entire career, swapping, swapping to the opposite side, and then having to learn the footwork that goes with being a right tackle. So there was more, more likely he was dealing with the thinking process of playing the right side. And the other thing you got to think about and consider is that when you're playing the opposite side, your strength might have been always on your left side. Your part of your body, your hand position, and the way you the way you punch 
is stronger on one side because that's the side you've been working on, okay? So now he's flipped to the opposite side, and again, it goes through the process of thinking. He's maybe a little bit weaker on one side, and he also was dealing with, with injuries in the past. He mentioned a Liz Frank injury that he had had, and it affected him playing on the right side. Again, different steps, different footwork, and, and, and different uh, strength for him than it was on the left side. Now, I'm not going to say... Donald Penn is going to be the long-term answer here um, at, at tackle. You can't say that at age 36, but I'm also not going to hit the panic button. Uh, we're in the first week of NFL training camp, and like every season, there are surprises who get cut. Um, there are surprise people that end up hitting free agency, and I won't be surprised if there ends up being someone who pops up on the free agency window um, later on down the line for Washington to come up and scoop up uh, if and when, uh, if and or I should say, Trent Williams is moved and doesn't return um, before the Redskins open up the season in week one. The other thing you have to think about is there's going to be some pressure now on Jerron Christian to step in. And the Redskins selected him in 2018 as their third round pick uh, out of Louisville. Uh, he showed some promises and some flashes last preseason. Uh, he really did struggle, though, in some limited action uh, last season uh, before a knee injury ended his season early on. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of expected. You get a young player thrust into a situation where Washington found themselves where essentially they were down to no offensive linemen. It was one of those things where I've never seen before uh, the amount of players the Redskins had to deal with that were injured on the offensive line. Uh, Jerron Christian's now going to be expected to uh, compete against Donald Penn. He seems to be healthy. They've uh, removed um, some of the restrictions that they had on him coming into preseason. I think some of that being that he's healthy and ready to go. Other that, others on, on the fact that it's uh, out of necessity uh, with the with the Trent Williams situation. So Christian, uh, I you know wasn't extremely heralded uh, coming out of college, but he's a good, solid football player, big guy, good base. Um, showed Again, like I said, showed some flashes last season. And this reminds me a little bit of when uh, Washington took Morgan Moses um, in 2014 out of the third round out of Virginia. Morgan actually sat uh, most of the first uh, first year in D.C. He was actually the backup uh, to Tom Compton at the time in 2014 at, at right tackle position. Uh, before that, uh, Compton ended up replacing Tyler Columbus, who was the tackle back in 2013, if you remember that offensive line. Both both seasons Washington had uh, in 2014, it was Jay Gruden's first year of uh, Skins won four games that year, uh, but Moses uh, was taken in the third round, uh, given some time to you know learn the playbook, learn the system, learn the NFL ways uh, before sliding and then get some playing time during the season. Uh, I and then obviously we've seen him blossom and and, and turn into uh, a terrific right tackle, a guy who solidified himself as a place on this offensive line and solidified himself as one of the best right tackles in all of uh, the NFL. Well, maybe the Redskins, and I think the Redskins are kind of hoping the same progress happens with Christian here, uh, where this season he takes that big leap, that big step forward. Uh, earlier in the week, uh, we're, we're on Thursday right now, earlier in the week, Christian mentioned how last season was extremely beneficial for him, where he was able to sit and learn for an extended period of time uh, behind guys like Morgan Moses, uh, learning and picking the brains of Trent Williams. He's still doing that, even though Trent's not in camp. He's still picking the brain of Trent and that's the type of thing that uh, will be beneficial for him this season. He's he's had a chance to get some NFL experience last year before injury derailed him, uh, but he also had some time to uh, 
learn and, and, and understand the ways of the NFL, earn, you know, learn some time with uh, Trent and Morgan Moses. And then obviously now he's got a chance to work with Bill Callahan again for a full season. Uh, we all know the, the talent that Bill Callahan has with uh, developing offensive linemen, putting together, uh, putting them together and, and developing their talent. So uh, there will be some pressure on Jerron Christian uh, to step up um, and have a good camp here because as a third-round pick, we've seen the Redskins have success with offensive line in, in the third round. Again, most recently, Morgan Moses sliding into that right tackle position and solidifying himself as one of the best. Left tackle, obviously a difficult position, a crucial position, um, and, and, and it's, it's going to be vitally important, especially for him in the future, uh, to take the next step forward, and this year being um, a big one for him. And I think... You know, we talk about the importance of Trent Williams on this offensive line, and we also have to understand that Trent missed a significant amount of time in the last several seasons. It's, it's been uh, quite a few years now before he's played a full 16-game uh, season in D.C. Injuries have played a huge part of his tenure here as of late, and I think part of that, uh, part of the reason why Washington has been so hesitant to extend him a longer-term deal and invest some more money is that fact alone where he's been injured quite a bit. Uh, so that leads us back to the ve development of Christian. Washington had this in place where, look, Trent was getting a little older. Uh, he was consistently getting hurt now, no fault of his. Um, it's just the wears and tears in the NFL. They needed to make sure they had a developed uh, tackle, and I don't think they expected to have to go to this um, route as soon as they've had to. But now we find ourselves in a position where Jerron Christian is going to be relied on, I, you know, I personally believe, or expected to uh, develop to a point where he will push Donald Penn um, and eventually, uh, hopefully, uh, take over that position if Trent Williams is no longer here. Personally, I'm not a, a, a proponent of moving uh, Trent. I know I said earlier that you got to look into if you can get a second or third round pick, you pull the trigger. I, I would try to uh, assuage this situation as best as possible. See if I could not get him or convince him to come back. Uh, you know, whatever it needed to be done uh, to, to bring him back. We, we, you know, you do what you've got to do. He's one of the best in, in, in football. But, you know, if, if there's there's the barrier there if there's nothing that's going to happen or if you get a you get a uh, trade offer that you can't refuse then you go ahead and you pull the deal uh you remove the the uh, uncertainty that's around it and you essentially go here's the keys to the car here to uh, to donald penn or, or Jerron christian this is where you know you one of you two is going to start and then you keep an eye on the uh, the NFL, you know, waiver wires uh, to see who get, who's available as you get into weeks two, three um, of preseason. Uh, because, like I said, every year there ends up being a, uh, a a name, a face, a talent that hits the free agent block uh, that ends up being cut for you know various different reasons, and uh, that might be a position where you can then scoop up um, and add a guy that can at least at least bridge the gap for you until you get the next season. And that, let's. The interesting thing about this entire Trent Williams situation now is that it changes Washington's uh, outlook on not only this season, but moving forward. Uh, that's such a key piece to the, to the team. That's such a key piece to the offensive line. That's such a key piece to the offense in general. Washington now has to understand that you may not be able to play the exact same way you've wanted. This might not be as open an offense as need be. And it might just say, you know, Dwayne Haskins, we can't put him in this situation if guys are not protecting him. And I, and I hate saying it where you will use 
a Case Keenum or a Colt McCoy as your, your punching bag for a year, but those guys have NFL experience where the clock should not be as quick as it is on Haskins in terms of reading and developing plays and understanding the time clock, how, you know, how much time he has in the pocket. Keenum and, and, and McCoy will probably take lesser hits uh, because they'll be able to understand they've got to get rid of the football. Uh, they've got to take off and run because, you know, let's say Penn couldn't hold his end of the bargain um, and, and we've got a free rusher on the backside. So this may change the way Washington thinks about what they're going to do with Haskins. Maybe you hold him back, uh, you know, you don't thrust him in. And I think a lot of fans, me in particular being one of them, do not want to see Haskins rushed into the situation. I think Jake Gruden all offseason has talked about he's got to earn his way. He's played well from all indications. He's looked good in, in the spring, and he looked really good so far here in camp. He's had his ups and downs, but he's looked overall really good. It seems like he's understanding the concepts. The game seems to be slowing down a little bit for him, but these are practices we're talking about. And I think Gruden's done a nice job of tempering the expectations that Haskins would be here um, under center to start week one. I think he understands that this is not a situation to rush the kid in, and I think the fact that he doesn't have Trent now, um, and there's no end in sight when it comes to that situation where Trent will be uh, there, there's no need to rush Haskins in under center. Uh, to, at week one to be your starting quarterback you go with the veteran you see how many games you can win uh hopefully either way you know with the with the planned rushing attack and we'll get into the running game here in a little bit the planned rushing attack that the washington might have you play it close to the vest you hope your defense can play um some stellar defense the, the redskins defense is improved uh the linebacking position we're gonna we'll get into that here at the, at the tail end of the pod um, it seems like they, they, they figured some stuff out there that they like, uh, but that's the type of situation I think Washington's going to end up going in where you say to yourselves, okay, we don't have Trent here. We can't rush Dwayne in because we might, might not have the protection that we'd like. Uh, or, or, you know, that, or that we had hoped for originally. It also changes your draft plan. Uh, you know, the Redskins might have been thinking coming into the draft next, uh, you know, the next year, okay, we need to evaluate some of the wide, wide receiver positions because we've all talked about in the past how uh, we think the Redskins need to improve the wide, wide receiver position. You've thought about saying, okay, maybe we need to address the cornerback position because Josh Norman's getting a little bit old, older, uh, even though we've seen some really nice things out of Moreland last season, uh, the people's corner in D.C. He's played really well from training camp from what we've seen so far. Uh, Jimmy Moreland's look terrific. Looks like a guy that's going to step right in. So maybe you don't have to do that. But now you've got to think about, okay, we've got to replace Trent Williams. We might need to focus on the left tackle position now in the draft because we don't have Trent here. And maybe Jerron Christian isn't ready or he doesn't have the talent um, needed, you know, now that we've seen him play a full season um, as our starter. So these are things where there's a domino effect by Trent not being here that subsequently affect the Redskins down the line, not only this season, but in the draft and in future years of where this team could be. And obviously a guy like Jay Gruden, who's, uh, you know, every year it seems like he's on the hot seat. I've made this well known before. I am a Gruden guy. I think he's a really good football coach. I think he's an excellent offensive mind. Uh, 
that's not what you want to go to going into the season. You lose your left tackle, and you're you know you're a guy who's been on the hot seat. You haven't made the playoffs uh, in a couple of seasons now, you know, and, and you lose your best player on on the football team. That's not exactly a, a, a thumbs up or a vote of confidence as you head uh, into the season and, and 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 hopefully beyond in his case. Now we mentioned the Redskins' running game and how they may have to now rely on. Uh, them more heavily than they expected, especially without uh, Trent Williams. I mean, this backfield looks terrific. I mean, it, it looks absolutely terrific. The, the guys looks great. He looks healthy. It seems like he's full go. I know early on, uh, a couple weeks ago, there were some indications that maybe the hamstring was going to hold him back a little bit, and he might not be ready for the first preseason game. But uh, that injury seems to be reported late because uh, he looks good. Uh, he looks terrific. Uh, him in the combination with Adrian Peterson looks uh, fantastic. Um, and, and, and the surprise so far really um, has been Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, P. Ryan, who's found himself in the doghouse uh, amongst Redskin fans for his uh, inability to hold on to the football. According to Jay Gruden, he's, uh, he's lost some weight. You can see it uh, you know, when he's out there with the videos that are posted online and uh, some of the videos that uh, uh, have been posted by the Redskins. He looks like he's lost some weight. He seems faster. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he looks like in preseason game number one. I'm, going to, uh, I'm sure he's going to get a bulk of the carries. Preseason one, I don't expect to see much out of Geis or Peterson coming in. No need to actually run Peterson at all, in my opinion, at all this preseason. Keep him healthy, keep him fresh for the year. Get Geis a couple carries, maybe around you know week three of the preseason, and then get him out of there. Same thing with Chris Thompson. I expect to see P. Ryan getting a bulk share of the carries this this preseason, and he's got to prove that he can hold on to the football. Uh, he's done it. It, it seems that he's uh, improved in that margin in the. Uh, in the spring and so far here in the summer but it's again like we mentioned earlier in the pod it's one thing to do it during practice and and doing uh during uh camp when you don't have pads on and now they got the pads but you know it's, it's one thing to do it then it's another thing to do it in a game situation um so but with that being said all indications Jay Gruden seems to be a huge fan of Samaj P. Ryan we'll see um, what he looks like here in about a week or so uh, when he gets his first you know actions of the 2019 preseason. But uh, the, the strength of this team is going to be running the football. Uh, there, there's no doubt about it. The Redskins have a, a, a ton of talent in the backfield. Uh, Peterson was fantastic last year. Guys, we, we expected to be uh, the guy going into the season last year uh, before the knee injury derailed him. I mean, he looked really good in, in, in early spurts in the preseason um, before that injury. Uh, he looks, again, by all indications, looks really good. Uh, we know Bryce Love. Uh, who was drafted last year? Uh, this, excuse me, in the spring. Uh, we spoke, you know, we talked about this uh, several podcasts ago. Uh, how, as a huge Bryce Love fan, get some time. We know he won't play this year. The Redskins have already made that clear. Uh, but you just talk about the stable of the of backs that the Redskins have. They can rely on the run game. Take some pressure off the quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, Keenum's still learning the system. Uh, has a propensity to turn the football over. Same could be said for Colt McCoy while he knows the season. Propensity to turn the football over. Redskins can rely on the running game. Um, it should take some of the pressure off of that offensive line if, if Trent Williams is not there. Um, and obviously put them in positions to grind out the game. I, I, you know, as much as Jay loves to throw the football and 
uh, Lafleur wants, you know, it seems like a rising star. As much as they want to throw the football, this might be a ground and pound season. Uh, might remind us a little bit of Marty Ball, uh, some of that Schottenheimer era of, of Redskin football, which I think fans would be okay with if it keeps them in the ball games and, and obviously wins them some games and gets them into the playoffs. Um, you know, down the line here, and then finally we we want to get make sure we touch on the defense. Oh. Mason Foster was released before camp opened up. Now, we didn't get a chance to touch on that. Uh, it was a little surprising of a move, uh, to say the least, especially after they had lost uh, Reuben Foster. We had reported um, and broke the story of Reuben Foster's uh, injury. Uh, we had uh, recorded my sources uh, that I had reported a while ago now that uh, Foster not only had suffered um, severe knee injury, but he had also suffered from drop foot um, so it was a long rehab process uh, ahead of Reuben Foster. Uh, so with Reuben out, I expected the Redskins to keep Mason Foster at the very least as a veteran um, to go along with John Bostic. But it seems as though uh, Washington felt comfortable with just Bostic being the voice. Um, it seems like he's embraced and taken on the leadership role. And from what I'm hearing, Cole Holcomb has really, really stepped up and shined nicely um, for the Redskins. Jay Gruden in his press conference on Thursday mentioned how Holcomb is in at 6 a.m. Uh, doing a, you know, getting in the film room. Um, he's one of the first guys in, last guys out. He's really embracing um, and taking on the opportunity, you know, to as a rookie to jump in and being the starting role. So. Um, Redskins were felt comfortable getting rid of Mason Foster, and you know, you know, out of respect to Mason, uh, they gave him an opportunity to latch on with a camp before camp opened. They released him, you know, before camp opened up, um, so he could get a chance to play for somebody. Uh, potentially, if somebody get you know a team gets uh, nicked with an injury, he could hop right in. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was an interesting decision by the Skins. Um, but they must have saw some things that they liked from their younger guys. Um, that they felt that uh, these dudes could, you know, step right in and be some dudes um, for them this season. And, and again, Gruden very high on, on Holcomb, uh, late draft pick out of North Carolina. So uh, we'll see who ends up being starter uh, in week one. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the, what the shakeup looks like uh, in the first preseason game where, you know, is Bostic going to get some run here early? Or are they going to hold him out um, because they're looking at him as their potential starter? Um, is, is Harvey Clemens going to get some run? Or uh, Sean uh, Hamilton going to get? Some? You know, there's 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 so many names here, and you know we're almost throwing um, you know mud on a wall and seeing what sticks. Um, you know, is is Cole Holcomb going to step in? I you know it seems Gruden's very high on him, so. These are some things to think about and be some things to keep an eye on here as we get to the week one of preseason. Uh, once we get to the first preseason game, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll sit down. We'll, we'll, you know, we're going to watch the game. We'll try to break it down and then we'll hop on the pod, you know, within a couple of days and uh, see if we can't uh, break it down for you. See what we like, didn't like uh, some guys that shined. And uh, obviously, look, it's preseason football. We're not going to put too much stake in it, but it'd be nice to see some guys step up and uh, to, uh see what we got from this team this year but football's back it's officially back i know we're excited i know redskins fans are excited uh and they should be i think this team's got a little bit of talent i think this team will be pretty good uh if trent williams comes back it'll even be better than that i think this team's got the, uh, the i said last 
uh, several pods ago. I think this is a potential of being a playoff football team. I really believe it. I'm not going to be a homer about it. As long as the quarterback position holds up and they can figure out the Trent Williams offensive line situation, this is a playoff team. Uh, if, if all things go south in those regards, if Trent's not here and uh, the Redskins suffer some more injuries and, and the quarterback position remains in flux, not, it's going to be a long year. Um, but I, 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 I do firmly don't believe. I, I firmly believe there's some talent here this uh, this season. I think there's some optimism. Uh, I think that there's some some young talent, in, especially in the secondary, that's going to open up some eyes and shine. Um, and it'll be interesting to see some people step up. Um, and and uh, so. That's uh, that's pretty much it for this podcast here. We'll be back again uh, next week um, as we get ready for the Redskins' first preseason opener and the start of NFL training camp. Until next time, I'm Jay. I'll catch you guys later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.